This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the wartime diaries of Mini Votrin and Sen Shui Fan. In this episode, the Episcopal Church sermonizes to the many women who remain at Jinling. In the relative calmness which reigns over the campus, many can't stop thinking about the horrors of December in the days following Nanking's capitulation. For Sen, now recovered, the horrors persist under the guise of bureaucracy. Japanese soldiers continue to molest women and threaten men with death. Monday, January 17th, from the Diary of Mini Votrin. Raining today. The sunshine which has been such a blessing has left us. Mud bed. You should see buildings. For several nights now, we have not had a soldier guard at the gate, nor even an embassy police. Last Saturday, I reported this at Japanese Embassy, but nothing has been done about it. Not many soldiers seen in safety zone. Unfortunately, the Chinese police now have little power. Wasted whole morning. No creative energy left. Have many things to do, but cannot seem to get them done. This afternoon at 2, we began a series of meetings at which the workers from the Episcopal Church are helping us. Five days a week, they will come and give the same talks to five different groups. Last night in the Arts Building, we distributed 200 tickets to the women who really wanted to come. They are not to bring children, and no girl under 14 is to come. They were so orderly, and the ushers had no difficulty with them. They learned to sing the simple hymn very quickly and very well. Tonight. We distributed 200 tickets to the women in the science building and they will come tomorrow afternoon. They listened most attentively this afternoon. The South Studio was filled. I am so glad there are enough workers in the city to carry on such meetings. Have sent to Shanghai to NCC for new tracks. Tonight we have been watching the great clouds of smoke to the south, probably outside the south gate. At times the dark sky is aglow with the flames. Destruction still continues. How much of Nanking will remain depends on how long the looting by soldiers and populace continues. People are being urged to return to their homes, but how dare they do so? The older women are gradually going, but the young girls remain. No soldiers have come to campus today. Mary and Mr. Forster went down to South City and also to the Foreign Cemetery. The latter has sustained no other injury than a hole in the surrounding wall. Of all the streets they visited, Taiping Road seems to be the most completely and ruthlessly destroyed. A month ago tonight, the twelve girls were taken from our campus. Will we ever forget the horror of that might? From Shui Fan's Diary of the Same Day Outside Law and order is still not yet restored. The refugees still dare not return home. 
Now we have over 5,000 here. Fortunately, the Japanese soldiers who had been here were all transferred out. Yet, the newcomers always molested people, looting, burning, and searching for girls. Some older refugees went home, but the Japanese soldiers demanded young girls from them. If they replied they had no girls, the soldier would order them to find girls. If they refused, they would be bayoneted to death. Therefore, even the older men dare not return home. Starting today, we have sermons for the refugees at 2 every afternoon. It is a good chance to invite people from the Episcopal Church to give sermons. Also, it is a good chance for the refugees to hear sermons to soothe their spirit and let them know that there is a real God in heaven. Tuesday, January 18th, Minnie's Diary. We hear that soldiers in the city have been changed. Four came this morning while I was out. Mary received them and took them around. She felt they were not very polite. From 9 to 12, Francis Chen and I attended meeting of refugee camp heads at Ninghai. Most of the time was spent discussing a questionnaire, which is to be made out for the very poor, those who have had their livelihood taken from them. Mr. Wang has been giving from 10 to 12 each morning to taking down data from women whose men have been taken and have not returned. We shall probably have to stop trying to take this data as more than 100 came during the last two days. And today the crowd was so large that we were fearful that it may cause trouble. It seems that December 16th was the worst day. I fear many were shot and even their bodies can never be found as they were probably burned. So many feel that we can help them, but as a matter of fact, we can do no more than hand in the names. An evangelistic meeting was for women in the science building about 160 attended. Again, it was a very quiet, orderly meeting, and I feel sure many were helped. The pastors are inclined to make their talks too difficult. We have cleared out the science lecture hall this afternoon and will begin meetings for children tomorrow at the same time. Saw no fires today and heard few airplanes. People are still afraid to go back to their homes. Older women are being urged to try to go back for fear there will be nothing left, for looting is proceeding by the common people as well as soldiers. I wonder if the loot from homes in Nanking will eventually find its way to homes in Japan. Thinking I might save Mrs. Han Li Wu's piano in Victrola, I asked Mr. Forster to investigate. He reported that both, together with beds, had been taken. From 9 to 12 this morning, I attended the second meeting of the heads of the refugee camps. Most of the morning was spent discussing a questionnaire, which we are to use for those refugees who have no means of support. It will be difficult to do this fairly 
as many will desire help even if they do not really need it. The number who must be helped will be very great. The weather is slightly warmer. As yet, we do not have snow. We still have between five and 6,000 refugees at Jinling. Mrs. Sen, who has been ill, is now up, but must stay in her room. From Shui Fan's diary of the same day. This morning, once again, three Japanese soldiers came to inspect. They come to Nanking to change guards. Their real motive for coming to the campus was to look for girls or take things. They all are highwaymen. Every time the soldiers change guards, the civilians will subsequently suffer a new round of atrocities. Each day, we are living in fear. If we do not die physically, we will die of anger. I simply cannot look at the soldiers. As soon as I see them, I become angry. So I do not want to see them. These past few days, we began to have meat in our diet. However, the diet is not good. Yet, we have meaty dishes every two or three days. Under the circumstances, it is a really difficult job for the staff like me who are in charge of the board. Sometimes we have meaty dish once daily. Other times we eat only beans for two or three consecutive days. Yet, no matter what, we always have a dish of beans every day. Once for more than a month, we did not have pork and beef to eat. Yet, we, including the workers, ate three chicken, ten geese, and two goats. Today, out of Miss Wu's mercy, she sent a small chicken to us. I did not taste it. In the future, we have to pay for it. Naturally, we have to pay for the geese and chicken raised in our own school. If the Japanese soldiers did not want to take them away, we would not have eaten them. We have two Americans working here, and there's no way that we would not let them eat a slightly better diet. It is all right for us to suffer, but the Americans do not have to remain here. Yet, Miss Voltron has done a lot for us this time. If she was not here, we definitely would suffer more. Will there be any chickens alive here? Yesterday, the Japanese embassy sent two chickens and 12 eggs to Voltron. The eggs produced on the campus are only enough for Voltron and Twinum to consume. My small grandson has one egg each day. The rest of the eggs are saved for Miss Wu to breed new chickens. It is not bad for us to have this kind of diet, but we should not be considered as genuine refugees. I am concerned that we may not have food to eat in the future. The good thing is that the International Committee will try its best to prevent it from happening. Wednesday, January 19th, from Votrin's Diary. Rained steadily most of the day. You can imagine what our roads are like. 
The tens of thousands of people who registered on our campus more than two weeks ago tracked in the earth, and now the rain has turned it into mud. It is impossible to do anything with the buildings, for the mud is being tracked in by thousands. This afternoon, we had two excellent meetings. About 170 carefully selected women from Central Building filled the South Studio. Miss Wang taught them the song, and Mr. Paul Tang gave the talk. The women came in and marched out in an orderly way, and... Since no child under 14 was allowed to come, the meeting was very quiet. There is excellent attention. At the same hour, we had our children's meeting for children from 9 to 14 in the science building. About 150 came. They were so happy when they learned to sing the first verse of This Is My Father's World and how they enjoyed the story Miss Chue taught them. It is a wonderful time for such meetings for everybody is hungry for comfort. This morning, Mr. Wang and Mr. Dao continue to receive the data from women whose husbands or sons have not returned. One woman had her husband and four sons taken and none have returned. So many women are imploring us to help them that we are afraid their coming may attract attention and bring danger to the college and its refugees. We have heard no news from the outside world today. As you know, we have no radio and we do not always get in touch with the few foreigners who do have. John McGee, the International Committee, the hospital, and three Ping Sang Xiong. Mr. Kruger came today to see us and says that no boat has come from Shanghai recently and he is not sure when he will be able to get out. Tonight, our group of workers met in Mrs. Sen's sitting room and finished numbering and stamping the 1,500 tags with which we expect to identify each of our refugees. We expect to sew the tag on the garment of the head of each family group. We do not want refugees to come to us from other refugee camps, simply because it is more convenient here. We hear they are doing so. It will also help the men in charge of our rice kitchen to see that our people get their daily portion of rice. It is 10.30 and my bedtime. Wednesday, January 19th, from the Diary of Sen Shui Fan. Today, we ate fish which fortunate us people to catch from the pound in the middle school. The pounds in the college are all so dirty that no one dares to eat food from them. We have not had fish for two months. This time, all personnel on the campus have fish to eat. Even including people at the American Embassy and Number 3 Ping Chang Lane. All the Americans in Nanking live at Number 3 Ping Chang Lane not in their own homes. So their own homes have been looted because they are not there. They stayed in office during the daytime. These two days, it's not bad because we have a little bit of something to eat. During the past two days, I did not step out of number 400 building because I was coughing and the weather was cold. Today, another child 
died. On the next episode, snow covers the war-torn city. Both Shuifan and Minnie complain of the mud. Sermons continue to be a source of comfort for the refugees at Jinling. Refugee women implore Minnie to help them find the men and their families who have gone missing. Japanese officers want to take away two Chinese women under Minnie's care. She and Sen have differing opinions on this request.